Autumn is the season of pumpkin spice lattes and apple cider donuts. Delicious, yes, but nutritious, not so much. Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro. In this podcast, writer Hannah Six speaks to registered dietitian Jennifer Anderson Logan, who explains how to navigate food temptations during the fall and just how much exercise it's going to take to burn off a few of those mini Halloween candy bars that you sampled from your kids' trick-or-treat stash. Okay, thanks so much, Jennifer. It's good to talk to you today. Likewise. Thank you so much for taking the time. This is a really interesting story about fall favorites. Um, Can you tell me what inspired you? You know, the time of year. This is one of my favorite seasons, and I love the, the weather, the leaves, the hiking, and certainly the food is a big part of fall as well. So that is uh, definitely one thing that had inspired me to, to speak out about this. What kind of foods are we talking about when we talk about fall favorites? Well, this time of year, we, we start to see a lot of our you know, apple foods, our pumpkin foods, and and some of them can certainly be very healthy. But as a dietitian, I'm I'm concerned about the ones that are not so healthy that might have hidden sources of sugar and fats in them. And there's plenty of those, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You know, the holidays are upon us, and and with Halloween around the corner, and Thanksgiving and Christmas following suit, we really are inundated with a, a lot of sweets and treats. And why is it that these foods are so appealing right now during the autumn months? It seems like they really hit full force right around October. Absolutely. You know, I think as, as the season changes, as it starts to get a little bit cooler, people gravitate more towards warmer or savory foods. And, and certainly as the holidays are approach, we, we go more for those comfort foods and, and things that might remind us about, you know, holidays with our family and a slice of pumpkin pie or, um, myself growing up in upstate New York, apple picking. And when you're at the apple orchard, they have the apple cider and the apple donuts and, and those, uh, apple sweet treats. So certainly I think the time of year impacts us. What are, what are some of the health and nutrition concerns that you have about a lot of these foods? Definitely, uh, I, I'm always concerned about hidden sugars or, or added sugars as, as well as fats. Um, and a lot of these foods certainly are, are very tasty and our, our taste buds love them and, and I know we enjoy them. And, and doing so in moderation and controlling our portions, we, we can absolutely build them into a healthy meal plan. But when we start to consume them more regularly and uh, maybe don't mind the portions as much, we can really consume quite a bit of added sugar and fats and calories. And this can potentially lead to weight gain or increased blood sugar levels um, or potentially impacting our cholesterol and our heart health. So I'm, I'm coming more from the health perspective. Right. That makes sense. And this year, it seems with the the cold and flu season, which we're always worried about, and then COVID on top of that, we really don't want to end up with heart disease or something else that could make us more susceptible. Absolutely. We 
we want to keep our bodies as healthy as possible, especially during cold and flu season and with the coronavirus um, among us. So we, we want to support our immune system and provide our body with nutrient-dense foods that are high in vitamins and minerals and fiber that, that really nourish our bodies. And we, we do want to try and limit the added sugars and added salts and fats. Having, having too much of those can certainly contribute to uh, chronic disease. And we put together a little list, a tempting list of fall favorites. And looking at that, what are some of the worst offenders? One of the the top worst offenders uh, is pumpkin cheesecake. Mm. <laughs> and this this actually surprised me. Um, one slice of pumpkin cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory weighed in at 1,060 calories, wow. 79 grams of fat, and 49 grams is saturated fat. That's the type of fat that raises our cholesterol and contributes to heart disease. It also had 61 grams of added sugars, which is double or triple what most people need um, on on a daily basis, and 520 milligrams of salt. Definitely packing a punch with, with all three, salt, sugars, and fats. Sounds like... It's not only unhealthy, it's a it's a day's worth of calories and then some, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You know, it, we all have different calorie needs based on our age, our gender, our height, our, our activity and our weight goals. But at 1,060 calories, that is a huge chunk, pretty much anybody's daily calorie intake. And that's just in one slice. Right. Another right. Another favorite that I hear a lot about is the pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And the the grande, that's the the 16 ounce medium size. So we're we're not even going for for the largest. Um the medium itself has 380 calories, 50 grams of sugar and 14 grams of fat, eight of which are saturated. That definitely packs a punch and when you're consuming a liquid you're not getting fiber from that. So so the beverages really are not going to fill you up and keep you satisfied as if you were to eat food. And 300 calorie 380 calories is is quite a big chunk out of your day and thinking about just coming from the beverage, not even considering your other meals that you're having throughout the day. And then the exercise we'd have to do to burn those calories off it's pretty time consuming. Absolutely. And and you've brought up a great point because as a dietitian, I really, really encourage a healthy intake and healthy foods the majority of the time. That's not saying that we can't treat ourselves or, you know, indulge uh, here and there, but Really, when we're, when we're talking about our health and our weight, it's really 80 to 90% our food intake and really 10, no more than 20% exercise when we're talking about weight management. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I hear clients say, Oh, I'm going to go for a walk after, you know, I'll, I'll burn that piece of cheesecake off. And 
really, we don't have enough hours in the day to out-exercise poor eating choices. How many hours would we need to walk off that cheesecake? It depends on your your weight and, and certainly your age, because we all do burn calories differently, and, and different activities impact that as well. But the average um, person who weighs 180 pounds, they would have to walk six and a half hours to burn off that piece of cheesecake. Oh, my gosh. That's like a walking for an entire work day. Six and a half hours. I don't know about you, but I don't have that time in my schedule, uh, you know, to to dedicate that just to a walk. Right. Um, and, and, you know, in comparison to, I mentioned the, the latte, a 180-pound person, they would have to do an hour and a half of strength training, lifting weights, to burn that off. That's a long time to do weight training. It is. I, I, you know, it, certainly strength training is very healthy. Um, it helps us build lean, strong muscles. But an hour and a half of it, I, that would be quite challenging. I would find a lot of my clients' muscles would fatigue, um, you know, that, that far into it. What about some of the Halloween candies? Great question. And, and certainly... Certainly this year is, is interesting in terms of coronavirus and, and how we might be handling Halloween, but uh, I've seen numerous bags of the Halloween candy in the grocery stores, and it is fast approaching. And a lot of times you see the little fun sizes or the individually wrapped candy bars, mm-hmm. and we tell ourselves, oh, I'll just have a couple. I'm just having one. I'm just having two. And we, we think because it's smaller, it, it doesn't have as big of an impact. But those those little candy bars, for example, uh, the little Snickers fun sizes, they're about 80 calories a piece. And having three of those is pretty much equivalent to eating a full-size Snicker bar. And it's easy to put away three of them and keep on going. Yes, yeah. we think, <laughs> oh, it's just small. I'll just have one. I'll have two. And, and sometimes we can you know, possibly lose count um, versus, you know, when when someone does have that larger candy bar, we associate that more as a treat. It is a larger size. We, we tend to be more aware of that. Mm-hmm. But these little fun size and the smaller portions, it can be tricky because um, we, we can lose count and, and we don't necessarily equate a couple of the small ones equaling a full-size candy bar. So it's harder for us to determine a single serving with those. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and then talking about the exercise, just one of those little fun size Snickers bars, uh, the average 180 pound person would have to dance for about 20 minutes to burn that off or be on the rowing machine at a moderate intensity for about 10 minutes to burn that off. And that's, that's just, just one. one. <laughs> yes, yes. So think about, you know, when uh, Halloween when you're handing out candy and, and you know, every time we go to the door, maybe we help ourselves to a little sample or, or snacking on the leftovers that the trick-or-treaters didn't get. That really can add up. Absolutely. So before you steal those Snickers from your kids, <laughs> you <want to laughs> yes, be, 
be mindful of portions for your kids and for yourself. Right. They they definitely have quite a bit of calories, fats, and sugar in them. As you said, you like to talk about um, moderation. So I figure this isn't really an all or nothing issue, but it's so tempting for us to either say, I'm just going to worry about this in January and enjoy the holidays, or on the other hand, well, I just can't have anything. So what would you advise a client who was kind of following falling towards one end or the other of the spectrum? I always recommend moderation, and, and that is different for different people. But it, it is concerning because the average person around the holidays can gain 6 to 10 pounds between Halloween and New Year's with the holiday meals or holiday parties and, and those treats that are among us. And I, I definitely want us to get out of the all-or-nothing mindset because we can build treats into a healthy eating plan, but I also don't want it to be a free-for-all where we're not aware and where we're not factoring those treats in. Um, and, you know, some of the things that I suggest to help control your intake during the holidays is to put some parameters around it. So maybe allowing yourself that one treat a week or two treats a week, depending on your weight goals or your activity level, and and building some parameters around it versus just having treats available all of the time or some other strategies, too, when maybe we're going to a holiday celebration or, or we're going to have a holiday meal with our family. Um, you know, it's it's very common for us to make extra or, you, you know, to prepare larger portions and sometimes scaling back and planning out and saying, okay, we're only going to have one dessert this year or, or you know, no more than two. And, and not only does that help control your intake during the meal, but then that's also going to help limit some of those leftovers as well. Right. And I would imagine just eating mindfully probably would be helpful too. Absolutely. Being more aware of what you're doing. It's, it's so easy to be cooking and snacking and socializing and, and, and tasting. And we don't realize how many calories we can consume from one bite here, one bite there. So, so still really trying to stick to regular, consistent meals, not skipping meals because it's very common when you do skip a meal. We're ravenous by the time that next meal comes. And anytime you're very hungry, it's hard to make the healthy choice and it's hard to control portions. So trying to stay ahead of that. And the, you know, the fall favorites are, are not going to disappear. We, we all have our, our favorite foods and, and our preferences and, uh, you know, look forward to certain treats around the holidays, but maybe we can try and recreate them and make them a little bit healthier. So if, if we're making a pie or we're making a, a cake or, or something for the holiday, selecting some healthier ingredients, using a lower fat milk instead of whole milk or cream, cutting back on how much sugar is, is called for in the recipe, using whole grain flours to make some muffins or or cookies as opposed to the refined flours. All of those little changes can 
help make a difference, improve the nutritional quality of that food um, versus the store-bought or the restaurant versions. And when we're out, uh, say we're going for that pumpkin spice latte or in restaurant, is there a way that we can order or something we can ask for to kind of lighten up on those? Customize, customize, customize. I find that most restaurants and establishments are are very happy to customize an item for us if they can. So, for example, when when you really want that pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks, maybe we go for the small instead of the larger size. Ask them to make it skinny. We can choose some skim milk instead of the whole milk that is the standard option when you order it. Ask them for half of the syrup, half of the sweetener, really trying to, to tweak it down, still still having the pumpkin spice flavor, but just tweaking back a little bit. And that can make a big, big difference in the total calorie content. And probably on the guilt you feel when you have it. Yes, yes. No, no, no such thing as good foods or bad foods. And really, really want to minimize any guilt associated. We uh, certainly can build those treats into a healthy eating plan, but we just don't want them to be the default and to be the norm. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to tell people who are reading the article or listening in and um, maybe heading into this season full of temptations? One of the best recommendations I have is to meet with a registered dietitian, especially if you are working on weight goals or even health goals or or managing uh, chronic conditions like heart disease or diabetes. Having a registered dietitian um, can be very beneficial in, in providing you with scientific, evidence-based research and information and can also help you to set realistic and achievable goals to get you through those holiday seasons, to enjoy the holidays while not losing sight of your personal health goals. So you're not doing it alone. Absolutely. The buddy system. The more support we have, the better. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time. Absolutely. Anytime. Hi, Gina DiPietro again. So the combination of sugar, salt, and fat in these foods really light up our taste buds, causing cravings and making it harder to control our portions. But as Jennifer Anderson Logan explained, choosing moderation... Healthy foods most of the time with the occasional indulgence can help us avoid the pitfalls of seasonal cravings. For more practical health tips and information, search Novant Health Healthy Headlines. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us and subscribe to this and all the Novant Health podcasts. We post new episodes all the time. Most are just 15 minutes. Thanks for listening.